The Holy Gospel according to John, the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he washed their feet and put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord, Gene Teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You'll look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A question often asked during Holy Week is about this night, Maundy Thursday. What is this Maundy thing? It's not exactly a word we use in our everyday conversation. And yet that question, what is Maundy Thursday, is a really important one. The answer points to our deepest identity as Christians. Let's take a look at tonight's reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus is in Jerusalem for the Passover. He gathers his 12 disciples around the table. John is very clear that Jesus knows what is going to happen to him, that in a matter of hours, 
One of them will betray him, one will deny him three times, and all of them will desert them in his time of greatest need and pain. Yet, that is where he wants to be, at table with that sorry bunch of friends, breaking bread with them, pouring wine, talking with them, blessing them, even kneeling down and scrubbing up their dusty feet, all to show them the love he had for them and to teach them the way of love. We hear a lot about vengeance and retaliation in our world, but this is a different story. Jesus has done nothing wrong. He healed sick people and he fed hungry people. He raised the dead and he brought hope and life to those who needed it most, all knowing that he was not going to be thanked for it. No, he knew he was going to die. Knowing that he had come from God and was going to God, he spent time with the 12 whom he loved, including Judas. These followers knew him and loved him as they were able, but were not, perhaps, at that point, particularly astute or brave. Eleven of them would turn out well, though, and would be witnesses for him, giving their lives for him once they finally understood who he was. And that is where the Mondi part comes in, because what do you do if you are Jesus? What do you do if you know you are not going to be around much longer and you have to tell the ones you love, the ones who followed you, the ones who will deny you and fall asleep and flee when you need them? What do you do when it's your last chance on earth to teach them who they are and how they are to live after you are gone? You wash their feet like a lowly servant, and you give them a mandate. Maundy comes from a Latin word that means mandate or command. Maundy Thursday is mandate Thursday. It's command Thursday, the night that Jesus told his disciples exactly what he expected of them. And because this is a story that blesses the whole world, he does not tell them to avenge his death, or plot against those who are in power. Instead, this is what he tells them. This is the mandate, the necessary thing. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The mandate is love. Although he will die by violence and hatred and fear, his love will win. His love that was and is too strong to stay in the tomb. His love that is here with us tonight. His love that covers this hurting world he loves so much. We are part of that love. It has been suggested that we rename this day the last thing Jesus really wanted us to know Thursday. <laughs> or love one another Thursday. Love one another. Because that is how others will know 
that we belong to Christ. Not a lofty, keep your hands clean from a distance kind of a love, but a compassionate, down-to-earth, serving, foot-washing kind of love. Because that kind of love spills over with God's own tender love. In a few minutes, we will be celebrating Holy Communion together, as Jesus did with his disciples on this night, as recounted in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, which we heard read tonight. Soon we will hear these words. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He blessed it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. The invitation to take and eat is joined with the mandate to love one another on this night. We receive our Lord in Holy Communion. We are forgiven and we are nourished by him in order that we may be his hands and feet in the world. He fills us up so that his love may spill over from us in love for one another and the world. What is Maundy Thursday? It's a night when the invitation to take and eat and the mandate to love one another become one. After we receive Holy Communion, the look and the feel of the front of the church will change in the ritual called the stripping of the altar as described on the back of your worship folder. It will remind us of what our Lord endured in his final hours on earth, and it will point us toward Good Friday. But for this moment, we feast on nothing less than Christ's love for us, and we resolve to share that same feast with our world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mm -hmm.